If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. 77 WABC. This is Sit in Friends in the Morning. No, I get by with a little help from my friends. The title track of one of my favorite rock and roll albums ever. This is U2, Unforgettable Fire, with the song Unforgettable Fire. I'm afraid to ask you, Lou, what year was this album? Is this all the way back to like 1985? What year is this? Is it 85? I think it is around then, yeah. Well, I was going to say maybe earlier. I'm yeah. Not... Jack Manzo checks in. He goes, wow, whip them out Wednesday. That's true. You remember all the wow stickers all over New York. That was Opie and Anthony, my last guest, Anthony Cumia. And I do want to send out a very, very happy birthday wish to my next-door neighbor. I've got two sets of great neighbors, John and Margaret to my left and on my right, a family I'm very, very, very close with. I love them. Billy and uh, Jackie Felton, and uh, their three little kids. A happy sixth birthday today to little Gia Felton. What a great kid this is. And uh, Gia bought me Dolly's Ices the day we moved in next door. Gia Felton, six years old today. The Rosenbergs love you. We love all of you, Feltons. Happy birthday to little, adorable Gia Felton. Sitting in front of me live in studio, one of the people I respect most in this city, and I mean that, he is the head of the DEA, the Detectives Endowment Agency. He is responsible for uh, keeping a lot of cops happy these days. Just a uh, honorable, great man, my friend Paul DiGiacomo. Paul, good morning, buddy. How are you? Good morning, Shade. Great to be on. Thank you. Nice to see you. And I saw you uh, down at the Memorial Wall. Mm-hmm. I think that was the day that you guys unveiled about 77 more names of police officers that have left. Uh, tragic and sad but it was a beautiful ceremony, yes. and, and it was great to see you that day. And it did show that the brotherhood, the fraternity that you guys have is still very much intact. Well, absolutely. You know, the, uh, the 9-11 post-cancer deaths are on a rise. We're up to about 150 detectives that we lost from post-9-11 uh, cancers so far. And that's just the rank of detectives. Yeah. Wow. It's very sad. Uh, you know, people don't realize that a week doesn't go by that we don't hear of another detective that uh, either has cancer or is passing away from cancer, and it's very, very sad. So what is your job specifically running the DEA? I'll never forget the first time John Katsimatidis, I love John, 
and he loves you, you love him. And he goes, yeah, I got the head of the DEA. And I go, wow, that's a dangerous <laughs> job. And he goes, not really. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was Drug Enforcement Agency. Different, different what exactly is your responsibility on a daily basis? Well, the DEA represents over 18,000 active and retired New York City police detectives. And uh, we negotiate their contracts. We negotiate health benefits for them. And we uh, make sure that, uh, you know, everything in the field is going well for them. If there are issues, we will intervene and try and re- resolve them. So when you say 18,000, is that all of them or are there others that you guys don't preside over? No, it's 18,000 active and retired uh, NYPD detectives. You, uh, and retired? Correct. So how long uh, do they have to be retired or, or are they retired? For a guy like Bo Dito, for example, he's retired. Correct. Is he fall under that umbrella? I'm he's part of the umbrella. We would represent him uh, in a situation if he was involved. We also administer his health benefits and things of that nature. For gotcha. So 18,000 is a pretty big number. That's yes. a very big responsibility. The largest detective union in the world. Well, and so before you took on this job as the head of the DEA, were you a, a cop, a, a, a yes, plain clothes start, cop? Yeah, I started out in uh, in the 6-0 precinct as a uh, police officer, and then the 7-0. Uh, then I went into narcotics, you know, received my detective shield, and uh, became, a, became a DEA delegate and worked up the ladder within the union itself. The 60 and the 70, is that in, in Manhattan? No, that's uh, Coney Island and uh, and Flappers. You're a Brooklyn kid. That's right. That's right. You told me this because when you walked in today, you said we practically grew up next to each other. Mm-hmm. I grew up on East 22nd in Quentin. You grew up in Marine Park. I did play basketball there every day. And my sister, Ray Sherry, lived for 20 years at 3519 Avenue R, Right down the block from where you grew up. Not far, yeah. It was 38th and Quentin. That's your neighborhood. Yeah. yeah. Do you live in Brooklyn still? No, well, I'm in Staten Island. You're in Staten yeah. Island now, okay. Uh, give me your opinion, your honest opinion, because often on this show I'll be discussing something and you'll text me. And I go up there, and I'll read it on the air so you know I'm, mm-hmm. I'm being honest. Okay. Oh, Paul DiGiacomo, uh, including just Friday when I had Justin Brannon on, mm-hmm. he is uh, a Democrat council person out of Bay Ridge who wields a lot of power in the city council. Uh, you're not a huge fan. <laughs> and uh, you're aggravated over the some of the things he talked about, including when he tried to say he did not try to defund the police, and you thought that was a lie. Yeah, well, they, uh, many of our elected officials uh, at that time uh, abandoned the police. And uh, now, uh, because crime has gotten so out of control, uh, they're all trying to come back to the middle now. And, uh, you know, my thought is just just be sincere, be yourself, and do what's, what's right for people in the city. Well, you don't hold a grudge. You're not resentful. So if somebody was not so nice and now they're coming back, or are you resentful? Do you guys feel like, you know what, screw you? Well, I don't there, mind resent. I don't. There is some resent because, uh, you know, many police officers and detectives were hurt during that time in the line of duty. And there was a very difficult time in our history, let alone, uh, you know, in this time period. But, uh, you know, the politicians, many of them, turned their backs on us. There were very few that stood by us, and I, I felt that to be a, a real slap in our face. Including the mayor, uh, de Blasio. Now you've oh, got yeah. Mayor Adams. Yeah. You and I are friends. I don't want you to say anything that may get you into trouble. <laughs> I mean that. Do you feel like Mayor Adams has your back 100%? Well, I think he's uh, he's trying, and, uh, you know, it's still new, and uh, we'll, we'll see how we, uh, you know, what direction we go and how we go. That's so, the uh, most honest answer anybody can give, because you could have very easily said, oh, 100%, he's a, you didn't do that. At the same time, you didn't say, no, he doesn't care. Like, I think most people thought Bill de Blasio really hated you guys, hated you. Not the feeling we get from Adams, but he can still do more. Fair? Yes, absolutely. You know, there's a lot to be done with crime. There's a lot to be done with the contracts that have to be resolved. But, uh, you know, it's it's more than just a city issue. It's uh, it's Albany that has to be straightened out, sure. and the federal government as well, as well, and the district attorneys, you know, that are not prosecuting these cases. It's a big problem. Now, the cops just got a raise, mm-hmm. and they make about 55000 Paul mm-hmm. Giacomo. 
uh, that's not enough money. And there's still no, there's no qualified immunity. So you guys really put yourself in harm's way every day, not just physically where you can actually die, mm-hmm. but at the, at the risk of somebody just suing you. So do you feel like uh, even after the latest raise, which I guess uh, uh, Keyshawn did, mm-hmm. that you guys are still not represented enough? Well, that's where the union steps in. When the city doesn't represent our members, uh, that's when the union will step in and represent them uh, if they're acting in the performance of their duties. And that, that would have been Pat Lynch's old job, but now there's somebody else. Or is that not the – that's the Sergeant Manelovin's Association. No, so. no, that's uh, – each union within the NYPD, police officer, sergeant, detective – has their own union of representatives. And that's not really your daily job. Your job is to make sure detectives right now are being taken care of now and when they leave the job. Correct, but Correct. we do represent them in situations where the city is not. Now, when you see what happens on Friday when thousands of people descend Paul Giacomo mm-hmm. on, uh, on Union Square, thousands, animals, really, mm-hmm. and it ends up uh, the same way we always end up, like the summer of 2020, throwing stuff at the cops, hurling stuff at the cops, spitting on the cops. You're not surprised, or are you surprised that three years later, kind of the same scene? Well, it's the same scene, and you know what the sad part is, uh, you know, representatives from uh, CCRB, the Civilian Complaint Review Board, will look to prosecute these uh, these cops that were taking action and making arrests, and that's where we step in and we fight for our members at CCRB. That, Why would they prosecute the cops? Well, this is what CCRB, CCRB does on a regular basis. And, uh, and what does CCRB stand for? The Civilian Complaint Review Board. And uh, who's in charge of that? Well, there's a mayoral appointee, and they have different appointees within that agency, but there are a lot of college kids doing the investigations that are really not familiar with policing at all. And does the mayor, the mayor appoints these people. So basically their job is to break your balls every day, yep, and the mayor absolutely. appoints these people? Hey, the mayor has an appointment. There are a couple of different appointments on the board, but, uh, you know, it's, it's totally out of control. You need someone in there that knows a little bit more about policing. Because I asked CCRB to stand next to us during these civil unrest situations and see what the cops and detectives go through on a regular basis before you judge them. You know, I know IA, for example, mm-hmm. Internal Affairs, right. they also go after you guys if somebody screws up. Yeah. But don't you think at this point you don't need something like that, that maybe you guys can police yourselves? I mean, if you knew, for example, Paul, that one of your cops was doing something bad, I know you, you're mm-hmm. a tough guy, you'd have no wish of going to that cop and, and either talking to him or, or suspending him. Can't you guys police yourselves? You need a CCRB board that basically wakes up every day looking to break your chops? It's an entity that's not needed. We have plenty of oversight within, within the NYPD. Right, exactly. It's kind of like uh, Jumani Williams, a public advocate. Who the hell needs that job? Who needs it? So overall, do you feel like things are getting better for the cops or we're still pretty much stuck in, in the uh, in the quicksand? Well, I think we're stuck in the quicksand. Until uh. we reform some of these bail reform laws, the diaphragm compression bills, and all of the anti-police legislation that's moving forward, uh, they continue to try to tie the hands of the police at the expense of the public. Do you think there's any chance that those things are going to happen with the way Albany uh, seems to be these days? Is there any real, realistic chance that's going to happen? I, I don't believe so. You I wish there so. was, but I don't believe oh so. Oh, my God. I mean, especially some of these. Look, I don't care what you guys do. You can beat the perp with a bat. I don't care. Forget <laughs> about a stranglehold, a chokehold, a half Nelson. I mean, you got to be kidding me. I mean, you got people making those decisions, never had a fight in their life. You guys are out there really trying to, A, take down a bad guy, save your own life. We're going to make rules? How does that make sense? Well, it's a dying profession, unfortunately, and it's a very dangerous profession right now moving forward. You know, it's the first time in my 40 years that I've seen uh, just about every entity in, in government, uh, whether it be the city council, the state, or the federal government, uh, they all turn on the police. And it's not fair to the hard men and, men and women working these streets of New York City on and, a regular and, basis. And, Paul, the truth is you guys are having difficulty recruiting new cops, right? 
Never saw it like this. There used to be a line for 25,000, 50,000 people taking this test, and there's no, uh, there's no appetite for it anymore because of the, the abuse, both physical and, uh, and verbal abuse these poor cops have to take on the street every day. And the irony is we need more cops now more than ever. Yes. You know, right now uh, our precinct detective squads, uh, sometimes we have more prisoners in the cell than we do have detectives working in that squad. You're kidding yeah, me. It's, it's very sad. Oh, my God. And the average detective, some of the squads are carrying uh, anywhere from 350 to 500 cases. So it's, uh, you know, it's bursting at the, she- at the seams, and we, we need more detectives in the precinct squads, in the homicide squads, in crime scene. You know, it's very important uh, to the safety and uh, the economic machine of this city. Uh, I know that Eric Adams unveiled the plan last week, about a half a billion dollars. He really singled out two boroughs, Brooklyn and the Bronx, mm-hmm. where most of the crime happens, right. and six uh, precincts, I guess, six, I should, excuse me, six neighborhoods in particular that seem to be a very, very big issue. What do you think about that plan? Did you did you like it? Do you think it has any real teeth to it or not really? Well, until there's a consequence for carrying a firearm, uh, I don't think things will change. There needs to be a consequence. You know, uh, back years ago, if you got caught with an illegal firearm, it was a mandatory minimum of one year in jail. I think if there's a law put on the books, whether it be six months, a year, I think uh, the gun violence would go down. What do you think of Bodito's idea to make it a federal crime? Well, that's something that uh, the feds should step in, and they step in when they uh, when they could, but there's a certain criteria that has to be met before the feds could step in. Gotcha. Michael Sullivan checks in. He says, great interview. What a straight shooter. Great guy. Please send my love. Good man. Everybody man. loves Paul DiGiacomo. And, uh, of course, you were that that uh, that uh, big police ball that night with Stephen Van Zandt yes, and Mike yes. Sullivan. Yep, that was man. a beautiful night. Well, listen, I, I think you're great. I really do. You're, you're an honorable man, a terrific guy. Uh, you've been great to me and my family. You're great to this city. You are a treasure here in New York for the Giacomo. So thank you so much. Well, I thank you for supporting the members of the NYPD. Thank you, you got very it. much. I'm going to see you in uh, at Russo's by the Bay. That's right. What That's is that, it. in October? October, yes. We'll be honoring uh, all of our, uh, you know, uh, they're called mayor exempts. These are all uh, detectives that were injured in the line of duty oh. that are confined to wheelchairs, and we're going to be honoring them. So we look forward oh to that. Oh, my God. How many uh, of those are there? I think there's 12. Oh, my God. What a night. I had no idea that was going to even – I'm even more happy to come now. It's going to be and wonderful And the great night. Frankie Russo. We love Frankie oh, Russo. Yes. But we love you, Paul DiGiacomo. Thank you so much. Thank you, sir. There he is, the head of the DEA, the man Paul DiGiacomo. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.